can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacito, and the Celtics fall to the Nets. No surprise, 130-108, and it was not as close as the score shows. And that is tough to say, considering we lost by 22. This is a game that... If the Nets didn't put their bench in the entire fourth quarter, uh, probably would have lost by 40-plus. Uh, it was a brutal, brutal game. And the Celtics couldn't figure anything out. It started off first quarter, outscored 40-26, outscored 31-21 in the second. First half was bad. 24-point deficit in the first half alone. With that being said, want to follow today's podcast, similar format, uh, going to go through player of the game, go through some of the positives, uh, very, very short segment there for you, uh, go through some of the negatives, kind of where the Celtics fell apart, and to wrap things up, I'm going to go through whether or not the Celtics stand a chance at winning a game. Uh, because it doesn't look like the Celtics have what it takes to take the series. I think everybody in the country, everybody listening, is probably on board with that uh, after the first two games and obviously missing Jalen Brown. Uh, but I'm going to go through if I think that the Celtics can steal a game. Uh, to get things started here, wanna want to go through player of the game. And this was a tough one. I was debating on giving it to nobody because we really didn't see good performances for, from anybody for four quarters. With that being said, we didn't really play anyone in the fourth quarter either. We put all our bench guys in. Everybody on the team that was available played. Taco wasn't available. He wasn't dressed for the game. Uh, but everyone else got in the game. So our least four minutes, including including uh, Carson Edwards and Tremont Waters. Uh, so with that being said, back to player of the game. It's it's kind of a toss up. I didn't want to give it to Marcus Smart because for three of the four quarters he was scoreless. Uh, the third quarter he absolutely went off, scored nineteen points, looked otherworldly. Uh, but again, he scored all of his points in one quarter. Uh, then you have Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier had a better shooting night than Kemba. But Kemba also contributed on the glass and assists. Uh, so honestly, I'm just I'm going to go with Kemba. He was the one that had it going early. Uh, nine points in the first. Uh, ended with 17 points, 7 assists, 3 rebounds. Overall solid, I guess, shooting night. Uh, got to the line a bunch, 7 of 8 from the line. Not a terrible game. It's not a good game, but it's not terrible. I hate that I have to to phrase it like that. I think Fournier, had a, he had a good shooting night. 
right? 16 points on five of nine shooting, four or five from three, two of two from the line. So those are two positives, I guess. Marcus Smart, 19 points, all in the third quarter. Looked great in that one quarter. Uh, but I want it, to, it's just tough because you look at, you try to pull some positives from this. Another guy that I think played pretty well was Time Lord. Uh, only played 17 minutes tonight, which not a bad thing. None of our, only one of our guys played over 30 minutes, and that was Smart with 32. Kemba hit, hit 30 on the head. Uh, but we didn't really play a lot of our guys' big minutes because we didn't really need to. The game was pretty much over early, uh, unfortunately. But you look at it, I mean, Time Lord, another guy, played pretty well. Eight points, six rebounds, uh, three of them offensive. Didn't have nine blocks tonight, uh, which, you know, can't expect from the guy more than once, honestly. That's like a performance you see once in a lifetime. Uh, Thompson, solid game, 15 and 11, 7 of 9 shooting. He got crushed offensively a couple times, uh, which is probably the reason that he wasn't player of the game. Uh, and he just he tries to do too much offensively. I said it before the game, too. I didn't even really want to see Thompson play in today's game. I wanted to see more small ball, more Jabari Parker, more Grant. Didn't really happen. Uh, I think we got decent performance from Grant tonight. He looked all right. Five points, two rebounds, and assists. Defensively, a couple really solid possessions against Harden, believe it or not. Uh, moved his feet well, stayed in front. Uh, so overall, didn't look bad out there. Uh, but I want to I wanna transition over because, honestly, that's about as much positives as I can give you in this game. This was a, it's a tough loss. Offensively, defensively, didn't really have things going. But I want to start things off here. And the biggest negative of today was Jason Tatum. And I hate saying it. I really do. Because, you know, he is the, the 1A on this team right now. Like, he is the best player on the Celtics. The last two games, he's been bad. And I thought yesterday was a, or last game, I should say, was a, a really bad performance. Tonight was worse. Uh, at least last game, he got to the line, you know, made his case there. Tonight, nine points, four rebounds, and assist on three of 12 shooting. Three of 12, one of three from three. It's a tough game. You know, he left, he got hit, he got poked in the eye. And this is kind of another thing. I saw something. I It was a baseball player got hit in the face with like a 98 mile per hour fastball. Got up in like 30 seconds, walked over and ran. Like, and that was it. Yeah, Jason Tatum got poked in the eye. It looked a little red. But, I mean, I don't know. At this point, maybe he's just sitting because the Celtics were already down 30 at that point, and there's just no point. Like, if you're even remotely hurt, just take yourself out. If that's the case, I get it. 
it looked soft. It is what it is. It, honestly, it's just a, a tough performance for him. Really tough performance. Had a team, I guess I don't want. I don't know if I say high or team low, but a team worst uh, minus twenty eight on the plus minus tonight, uh, which isn't good. It's just not good. You look up and down. He had a tough performance. I know we talked about Smart in the first half with the positives, but again, went scoreless in the first and in the second and again in the fourth. Uh, Threw in a miraculous 19-point third quarter, but for the majority of today, looked bad. Like, wasn't hitting anything. I mean, he he moved the ball fairly well. He was probably the best facilitator for the majority of the game. Uh, but overall, just struggled. Struggled a lot. And, you know, the other guard, I would say, that was kind of there with him was Fournier, but in a different sense. Fournier, good shooting night. One of the few that was over 50%. Uh from the field and from three. It's just a bad shooting night all around. Uh, but the bad part of his night is that he only took nine shots. And the frustrating part is he came out aggressive. Like He had two very nice, very tough drives. Got to the free throw line on one of them. Hit another. And then actually had another drive. I mean, he missed the layup, but it was still a tough drive. And it's just, it's frustrating only seeing them shoot nine times. Like, we're missing Jalen Brown. We need someone to step up. And I know we only traded two second-round picks to bring him in, but he was supposed to be that guy. And I, I knew from the start, like I said it in one of the podcasts, he's not a volume shooter. He can score. And... All along, I kind of thought his role would be to, you know, chip in another 17 points. 15, anywhere from 15 to 17 is pretty much where I saw him sitting. He did that tonight. But when your, you know, second best player goes down in Jalen Brown, maybe best, depends on who you ask. When he goes down, someone needs to step up. Fournier is very capable of doing that. And the fact that he's only taking nine shots is extremely frustrating. Like, he is one of the better scorers, one of the better facilitators on this Celtics team. And he's not taking enough shots. Had a couple of, couple of plays where he, you know, tried driving, turned the ball over. Wasn't pretty on a couple of them. But the guy is capable. And the Celtics are in desperate need of it. Like, he needs to step up in these situations. Like, again, one of the better nights as far as scoring and as far as shooting goes. But you just, you need more. You need more. So that's tough. And then you'll look at the bench. And I'll only go through the first three quarters. Because, realistically, I'm not going to talk about Carson. I'm not going to talk about Tremont. They actually played fairly well in garbage time. We outscored the Nets 26-21 in the fourth. 
that part of the game is completely irrelevant. You can't take anything from it because it's garbage time for both teams. Uh, but I want to talk about the guys that actually came in, saw some run in the middle of the game. And it's Aaron Neesmith was the first guy. You look at minutes, he actually led the bench in minutes with 19. And the guy was 0 for 5 from the field. Couple of good looks. Had two pretty wide open shots and missed both. Struggled. Defensively, played all right. Again, that's the, I guess, the biggest surprise all season was the fact that offensively he hasn't done as much as we had expected. Defensively, he's done way more than expected. Got guarded, got matched up against KD, got matched up against Harden and Kyrie. All in the span of a couple minutes. Held his own. Looked good in that. But God, the shot needs to fall. The shot really needs to fall. The other rookie, Peyton Pritchard. End of the night, two points because he hit two free throws. Did have three rebounds, four assists. A lot of that was in garbage minutes. So you really can't say much there. But he was another guy that shot 0 for 5. Both of our rookies combined 0 for 10 tonight. It's not going to get the job done. Not going to get the job done. We saw a good amount of good amount of run from Romeo today. 18 minutes. Again, another one. Struggled. Defensively, not bad. Four points, two rebounds, two of seven shooting. Like this is this is the issue. You look up and down. I mean, we've got Robert Williams, the only one that had more than two field goals made, and pretty much the only one that had a over 50% shooting night. It's just, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I think outside of Time Lord, the best bench guy tonight was Grant, and he, didn't, he only got 12 minutes. A lot of it was in the fourth. Uh but I think, I mean, some of his in the fourth were against Harden, guarding him. Defensively, he held his own, hit a corner three. Uh, I think he played okay. But the issue that the Celtics have been kind of battling with all season long is depth. Uh, I'm not going to say that's the reason we lost tonight. This was almost all on our starters. Tatum didn't do anything. We just, we didn't get enough output from Kemba we didn't get enough output from Fournier uh, this is just a it's tough you know offensively 108 points not a bad score not a bad scoring night for the Celtics but 130 like defensively we just couldn't stop them for anything you look at the discrepancies in field goal percentages it kind of tells the story for you 42% from the field for the Celtics, 52% from the field for Brooklyn, 35% from three for the Celtics, 44% from the Nets. Even the free throw line, 18 of 23, 78% for the Celtics, 21 of 22, 95% for the Nets. They outperformed us in every aspect of today's game. And the other thing was turnovers. And I know I'm just, I know I keep just 
pinning on the negative here, and I hate doing it, it's really hard to find positives coming out of this game. Uh, but 26 points off of turnovers for Brooklyn. Again, it's tough. It's tough. The Celtics just did not come out to play at all. Got down by 33 points at one point. I thought the, I thought it was going to stay pretty close to that. Really did. It's just a tough, tough night for the Celtics. With that being said, I want to wrap things up. I'm not going to sit here and harbor on all the negatives uh, because, frankly, there are a lot of things the Celtics need to figure out. The only way that the Celtics can pull off and pull off a win and steal a game is if the entire team shows up. This Brooklyn Nets team is too talented to even have one person have an off night. I said it in the last podcast, but Jason Tatum needs to be in the 30s. Kemba needs to be mid-20s. Honestly, Fournier needs to be in the 20s. And then you need contributions from other guys. Smart needs to facilitate. Pritchard needs to come in and hit a couple shots. Neesmith, if he's going to get minutes, needs to get a couple shots. Like, we need performances from these guys. And I talked about I talked about it a little bit earlier. I don't know if Thompson is the, the move or not. I mean, I didn't want to see him at all in game two. And he played pretty well. So... It's it's a toss up there. I mean, I Blake Griffin kind of destroyed us. Ran over Thompson a couple times. Uh, Thompson just got beat. He got thrown in switches. Couldn't keep up. It's a tough look. I mean, I'm not offensively. He had a pretty good night. He had a pretty good night. Couple good offensive rebounds, putbacks, couple alley oops, even which for him we don't see a ton of. Offensively, he played good. Played solid game. Defensively, he got destroyed. And again, I've been talking, I've been harping about needing offensive output as well. But if we can try to get him out of the game and get someone in that can stay in front, like a Grant, like a, honestly, even Jabari Parker played better defensively. Like he's got quicker feet than Thompson. I'm not a huge Jabari Parker fan because I know defensively there are shortcomings. Offensively, he gives you an like some sort of output. And defensively, the last two games has been okay. Like hasn't been terrible. And again, I know the bar is not set very high when I say didn't play terrible. Uh, but honestly, at this point, we're grasping for straws. We've got to figure something out as far as this lineup goes. It's a frustrating series to watch. Uh, honestly, I'm, I do think that the Celtics can steal a game. I know that the scores in the last two games don't really reflect that. Uh, but you never know. I mean, honestly, the NBA is just a, it's a different league. Every single team can win. Like, they've got talent. You know, obviously you need a little bit of luck facing the Nets. You need them to go out, have another 
tougher shooting night like they did in game one. Uh, and you need contributions from your guys. And honestly, I mean, going back into the garden with almost a full crowd, if not a full crowd, you never know. The energy might be there. Tatum might decide to wake up. And it could could be a game. I'm not going to say that the Celtics are going to win the series. I don't think anybody would. But I think they they can win a game. Show themselves at least that they can compete. I think that's needed at this point. But that's where we're going to wrap things up, guys. Uh, shorter episode for you. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Uh, if you're on Facebook, want to join the community there, it's Boston Celtics Till I Die. And that's, you know, that's the mantra here. It's a tough season, but I'm sticking with them. I hope you do too. I hope you stick with me as well. Make sure to tune in again. We've got another game against the Nets, game three on Friday. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, make sure to tune in. We'll have another podcast coming out right after that. Uh, hopefully, slightly happier tune. Uh, that's what we got. Have a good night, Celtics fans. Talk soon. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah. I can't help it. Nah. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic.